In Southeast Agnet's Ag in Review, for the week ending September the 26th, USDA announced new programs designed to help farmers better manage risk. And according to Ag Secretary Tom Vilsack, farmers will have several important risk management decisions to make over the next few months, and that first opportunity to do so will take place this coming Monday, September 29th. Several weeks ago, farmers received a letter from their local FSA office advising them of a one-time opportunity to reallocate their base acres uh, and to take a look at their yield history and, and make any changes. Uh, this is a once uh, one-time opportunity during the course of the Farm Bill. Uh, as everyone knows, these programs are decoupled from actual planning decisions. That's why the uh, base acre and yield history becomes uh, important. So folks will have the opportunity to reallocate base acres, not to increase them, uh, but to reallocate them uh, and also to take a look at their yield history. Uh, that may become important in terms of the decision that farmers will be making over the course of the next several months as they elect between the Agricultural Risk Coverage Program, which has an individual uh, coverage program and a county program, and the Price Loss Coverage Program. And while this is a one-time change that can be made in your farm's base acreage and yield history, Vilsack says farmers have plenty of time to study the various new farm program options before making those choices. There's going to be plenty of time for folks to go to the meetings, uh, to sit down with their farm manager, with their lender, with their crop insurance agent, uh, to fiddle with the numbers themselves, to go to the uh, meetings that Extension may have or an FSA office may provide some assistance. You know, obviously there's going to be a lot of conversation and discussion, um, and that's why we think we've given folks, uh, we'll give folks plenty of time uh, to really get a, a sense of what's best for them. To learn more about the new agriculture risk coverage and price loss coverage programs, just go to USDA.gov. In other news, a reminder for cotton producers, the sign-up period for the Cotton Transition Assistance Program for the 2014 crop ends October 7th. Gary Adams with the National Cotton Council has details. And really the primary reason that it was put in place for this year was really to serve as the transition or a bridge program until the new insurance products could be brought online and available for producers for the 2015 crop, and, and specifically the new stacked income protection plan, which will be available for upland cotton in 2015. And he has the details on how the payments work through this program. For producers with farms that had base acreage on them in 2013, this will provide a payment that's equivalent to about 5.4 cents per pound paid on those cotton base acres and the direct payment yield. But a reminder that while the deadline is October 7th, Adams actually encourages growers to sign up by September 30th as he explains why. As with most government payments now, they are subject to sequestration, which are those across-the-board budget cuts that affect a range of government programs. So sequestration will apply to these payments. But if producers sign up now and their application is approved before October 1, then the sequestration percentage will be 7.2%, the reduction that occurs. If the application is approved after October 1, the sequestration percentage will be 7.3%. So to sign up for the Cotton Transition Assistance Program, just stop by your local Farm Service Agency office. Now, coming up on Tuesday, September 30th, it's an important date for eligible livestock producers. That is the deadline to sign up for a USDA Farm Bill Livestock Disaster Program and still receive full payment. USDA Farm Service Agency Administrator Val Dosini explains. 
LFP is looking at a September 30 deadline, and it's very important for folks to get into their local FSA county offices and put their name on a register by the 30th of September. Otherwise, FSA must apply congressionally mandated payment reductions of 7.3%. That's the amount outlined by the sequester. He knows there are a variety of conditions livestock producers have faced. As cattle ranchers all across the United States know, we've had several years of significant drought. Certain parts of the country have suffered from wildfires. Still others have suffered from blizzards and other natural disasters. So we opened up the LFP program on the 15th of April. It was the first Farm Bill program to roll out from the Farm Service Agency. And since then, we've approved over 250,000 LFP applications nationwide. Dolcini says FSA staff at all 50 states have been working to make sure LFP is available to those who qualify. We still have a ways to go. You know, there are some states that were hit even harder by natural disaster, and that's why we've opened up this register. But it's really critical that ranchers get their name on the list by the 30th of September. So to get signed up for the Livestock Forage Disaster Program, be sure to contact your local FSA office by next Tuesday, September 30th, to avoid a sequester-related payment reduction. Or if you'd like more information, you can go to their website. That's fsa.usda.gov. Well, also this week, Cindy Zimmerman had a report on how citrus greening is affecting orange juice prices. The disease known as citrus greening is causing consumers to shell out more green for orange juice. USDA Undersecretary Catherine Wotecki says the insect spread disease is taking a big bite out of Florida orange production. It results in a real serious degradation of the quality of the oranges, and ultimately the trees die. Wotecki says there's no cure for the disease, but they're working on ways to fight it. Strengthening the trees and their resistance to this disease and developing strategies to try to reduce the numbers of these psyllid vectors that are carrying the disease from one tree to another, and also trying to understand better the causative organism and being able to develop some new strategies. Meanwhile, USDA is trying to help growers replant trees killed by the disease. I'm Cindy Zimmerman, Southeast Agnet. And to wrap up this week's podcast, Everett Greiner talks about the crops being harvested not only here in the southeast, but around the country. Well, we're all in the harvest season, now, and it looks like America is in for some challenging numbers. Our major crops look big, even if they don't set yield records. Soybeans, almost 85 million acres. Not a record, but it's up better than 10%. Corn, even bigger. 2014 corn planted, over 91 million acres. Wheat and rye acreage is down, but just a little. Even regional crops are up from last year. Farmers will pick over 11 million acres of cotton and almost 1.5 million acres of peanuts. Now, this acreage report doesn't tell you how much will be harvested, but based on the reports, farmers can expect average or above average yields on all our major crops. Corn, wheat, and soybean harvest is pretty well set. But weather is still a factor in cotton and peanuts. But congratulations to our farmers for another better year. That's Ag Review for today. Everett Greiner, Southeast Agnet. You can hear those and even more reports from this past week on our website, southeastagnet.com. Randall Wiseman, Southeast Agnet.